Hi, I'm Aldias and Medium, and thank you so much for tuning in today. I want to try to bring religion and spirituality closer together, and this is what this pod is all about. I will talk about my own thoughts and feelings as I am both LDS and have spiritual gifts, something that I've had my whole life, but I always thought that it was hard to combine these gifts with my religion. This has torn me into two directions, and I have talked to many people who feel the same way. I can't choose not to have my spiritual gifts, but I can choose how I use them, and I always want to use them for good and to help others. I believe my heavenly parents gave them to me for a reason. So, this is me. Join my quest for knowledge. Men versus Women 6 I want to start off with the picture I saw on Facebook. It was in one of the groups I'm in, and it made me laugh. My ex always wanted to do an Iron Man. He talked about it. It was a dream he had for the longest time, and I think this year it looks like he finally did it. Anyway, I came across it and it said this. Why Iron Man and not female? And then it stood, this joke is not for everyone. It took me a while not being English-speaking and not a science person, and then it dawned on me that F-E is the chemical name for iron, which comes from the Latin word ferrum. And men and male, you don't need that explained, so female is really man of iron. And with that, I'll jump into this chapter 6 in Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage by Mark Gungor. This chapter will be all about communication and how different men and women communicate. I wish they would teach you this stuff in school instead of advanced algebra. I would have had so much more use of this in my life. First he gets into a story from his life. I will skip that. It was amusing, but by the book and it is amazing so that you can read about it. But I want to skip to communication and this little story that comes after shows the importance. The story is about a man that has a problem with a stuck sofa in a doorway, so he calls his neighbor and asks him to come and help. The two men work diligently trying to move the sofa, and finally, after a long while, they give up. The first man says, forget it, we will never get it in. The other man asks stunned, in? This shows how important it is to communicate what you want to happen in any given situation. If you don't tell the person helping you that the direction is to get the sofa in, you might end up either getting it in or pulling in opposite directions. I realize more and more how I've been living like a clueless female, really thinking that men and women are the same and should function the same. Thank you, Mark Gungor, for enlightening me. It's truly such an eye-opener. I needed this to see where I went wrong and to learn so I will be more prepared in the future. So in a marriage, it is important to say what you mean. But does the opposite person understand what you are saying? Talking without being understood is not good communication. And then there is a verbal and nonverbal communication. And we women are experts on the nonverbal one. We are so good at it that we never doubt that we are wrong in our conclusions. Or at least, I never did. Until I started reading this book. He points out that a marriage is two people from different backgrounds and families that come together to form a new unit. And conflicts will arise. But he only points out that it's only through conflict you can reach true intimacy in a relationship. I look back at my 20-year-long marriage and I realize that we never really had any fights maybe five, six fights through the years, and they were poorly resolved, which didn't lead to intimacy, but to aloofness. I longed for that intimacy, I hungered for it, but was so afraid to speak my truth because I might hurt his feelings. 
I became quiet and hurt inside instead of setting and holding boundaries for myself. Looking back, I wasn't the greatest partner. I can see that, and my communication skills were lacking. But hey, I'm so grateful I got this chance to find myself and learn this, because it's so much fun now when I look around at couples and see the patterns. He says conflict, when treated right, help people to greater understand each other and to see each other's aspects and preferences. He also talks about how the scripture says, you should never go to bed angry, or do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. As Paul puts it in Ephesians 4.26, be angry and sin not, let not the sun go down upon your wrath. People told me this all the time when we were dating and we were married, but I wanted to modify this, and I did. But now I'm not sure whether it helped or not. I wanted to add that sometimes I found it better not to argue at night, especially especially if I was tired, hungry, or very hormonal. It would lead to arguments that were based on conditions, not conflicts, really. Did I just get a good night's sleep and some food in me? Most things just didn't seem bad in the light of the morning. But maybe I should have communicated that. I'm just tired, or hungry, or have bad PMS. Let's not do this when I'm feeling like this. I don't know what a good action plan would be. Just thinking out loud here, being a girl and all, or maybe a woman, still feeling like a girl though. We have already covered how men and women have different brain structures and how women's brains have more connections between the two brain halves. As for men, they don't have those connections and have a harder time jumping back and forth. This we need to multitask and to juggle many things at once, like kids, laundry, food, and much more. But this shows in our style of communicating too. We women need to talk. We talk all the time. Our brains are never quiet, and there's always thoughts going back and forth. And he takes an example of women watching TV together, just sitting and chatting about this and that while watching TV. A man coming into that will assume that the women aren't watching the TV, but we are. Every woman in that room has absolute knowledge of what's going on on that TV. We can just talk about other things at the same time. Men wants to watch the TV and have problems following the show and following the conversation at the same time. It is just how our brains function. But men assume we don't watch because we talk, and we are assuming that they don't want to listen to us and that the TV is more important. But it's just assumptions, wrongly based on our own perspectives, and they are wrong. Women can watch TV and talk at the same time. Men does one or the other. It's not fair to compare the genders because we function differently. Women talk to bond, build relationships, and to show that we care. Men talk to communicate information or facts mostly. I'm putting mostly here because there is always exceptions. But on the whole, that is how we as genders function. Men might think that talking is just meaningless. But to a woman, it's the holy grail. It's the reason we exist. Not really, but you get the point. If a man came to me and said, let's talk, I would be so happy. Men understand that talking is the key to making your woman feel seen, secure, and heard, which is what we need the most. And most of the time you just need to listen and we'll just do the talking. So silence is the opposite of talking and it's scary for a woman. It speaks loud and clear to her. It speaks loud and clear to her. For men, it's just silence. For women, it's lack of everything. 
and we spend that silence making up horror stories in our head as to why it is silent. He doesn't have anything to say to me. He doesn't love me anymore. Did I do anything wrong? Have I hurt him in any way? Did he have a bad day at work? Is he sick? And it's going on and on. During our marriage, we went on several road trips to Norway to listen to our favorite musician at the time. His name is Kurt Nilsson. You should check him out. He's such a good voice. But anyway, it would be maybe eight hours in the car there and eight hours home, and it would be spent in silence. My then-husband would drive the car in silence, and I was sitting next to him on edge, wondering why he wouldn't talk to me, but too scared to ask. And this was done mm, four or five times. I talked to some friends about it, and we were sharing the same thoughts. But then, once I asked my ex, and he said, it was so nice when you have found someone you feel safe just being quiet with. That really made me think. And Mark writes this, when a man goes silent, a woman starts to feel unloved. Silence is deadly to a relationship with a woman. Amen to that. I wish I could change that, but it is so true. We need to talk. I had the hardest time talking to my ex. I have absolutely no problem talking to my girlfriends. Why is that? But I told you that talking is the holy grail for women. So men, use that to your advantage. Mark continues saying this, One of the most intimacy-enhancing activities you can do in a marriage is talk. For most men, the kind of intimacy they are looking for is sexual intimacy. What they fail to realize is that one of the keys to sexual intimacy with a woman is something most guys would never think of. Talking. So true. Men who talk are sexy to us women. So, I just spilled our kryptonite. Use it well. This is my journey. Thank you so much for keeping me company today. Please download, like, share and subscribe and help spread the light and spread the word to expand our community. Let's bring more love, peace and unity to this world. Take care of yourself and your loved ones. Always be grateful, kind and loving. Be brave and remember to step out of your comfort zone and smile. If you support us on Patreon, you will get access to our meditations and extra materials so you can download them as mp3. Also, we now have a Facebook group which you can access from our Facebook community. Please answer the questions as you apply to participate. It will be a safe haven where we can keep discussing religion and spirituality, our spiritual gifts and self-development. Remember, one person can make a difference, but together we can change the world.